Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. I want to share with you a few thoughts about a topic that um, that I simply call I'm expecting. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. Everybody say I'm expecting. You know, miracles happen in an atmosphere of expectation. Every time we see a miracle in the Bible, somebody was expecting either the person that did the praying or the person that was receiving the prayer. Um, Jesus always expected his prayers to be answered. Paul, the apostle, when he laid hands on people, he expected them to be healed. Peter would walk through the streets and people would just try to get in his shadow after Jesus had risen from the dead and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. People would try to get in Peter's shadow just to be healed if they could just get in his shadow. And yet he was the doubter and he was the he was uh, the, the one who sank in the water, the, the one who who, could, who cut people's ears off. I mean, talk about Jesus trusting people. Jesus trusted Peter and yet Peter denied him three times and Peter sank in the water and Peter did all this crazy stuff and Jesus told him, get behind me, Satan. And yet Jesus never gave up on Peter. Peter, Jesus trusted Peter. Jesus trusts you. Jesus believes in you. There's nothing better in this life than for somebody to believe in you. And you need to know today God believes in you. God believes in you. You might not believe in you, but God believes in you even when you doubt. So rest in his faith. The Bible, it says somewhere, doesn't it? It's not even our faith. It's his faith. Um, it's Galatians 2:20. I think he says um, he said, for I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Some translations say I live by faith in the son of God. But the actual translation is is I live by the faith of the son of God. I no longer live in the flesh, but I live by the faith of the son of God. In other words, we're living by his faith. It's not even our faith. It's his faith. And we get to live and rest in his faith. Maybe you guys can back me up with the, the translation that actually says it the way I said it. Not, I'm teasing. But um, but if you really, if you would understand what it literally is translated as faith of the son of God, it's the faith of like this makes it so much easier for us that I'm not even living by my faith. I'm living by his faith. I'm resting on his faith. I'm trusting in his faith. And guess what? His faith never fails. So guess what? You're not going to fail. I'm expecting I'm expecting I'm expecting. Say that again. Say I'm expecting. So we have in the Bible in Matthew, Chapter one, verse 19 and um, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before the before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he he will save 
for it is he who will save his people from their sins. And verse 23, behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph arose from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded, took her as his wife and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and called his name Jesus. Now, listen, folks, this is something that you should let God speak to you about, is that even when Joseph was going to go another way, even when Joseph was going to um, put her away and secretly divorce her, even though they weren't physically married, they were betrothed, which means they had pledged to be uh, married to each other. And even then, he was going to put her away secretly to not embarrass or shame her or shame her family and didn't want to disgrace her. And that's a beautiful thought. That's how we should be towards each other. We don't ever want to shame each other. We don't ever want to disgrace anybody. We don't want to disgrace our wives, our husbands, our our children, our parents. We don't want to disgrace or shame anybody. Amen. It's a beautiful verse. It really is. But I like how God intervened. You see, there's something that God describes about Joseph, this man. He calls him a righteous man. And how many know that if we're in Christ, we're the righteousness of God and when and a righteous. What will God do for a righteous person? Even when you make plans to do something other than what God had intended, he will interrupt. He will interfere. He will intervene and he will come through for you. He won't give up on you. He'll come and he'll visit you. He'll come and he'll send somebody. He'll send the right word at the right time. You might be making plans to do this and God will intervene. And even though Joseph uh, was going to put her away, an angel showed up. And in fact, if you if you if you read the next chapter, an angel shows up at least two more times in Joseph's life before before he even raises this child. An angel shows up to direct Joseph three different times in Matthew chapter one and Matthew chapter two, three different times. An angel appears to Joseph in a dream three different times so that to make sure that Joseph stayed on the right path. I got good news for you. You're not you can't miss. You can't fail. God's going to show up an angel's going to show up. God's going to make sure that on your on. If you're on the wrong path, if you just trust in him, he'll make your path straight. He'll make your path straight. He made Joseph's path straight three times. Joseph was going to go down a wrong path and God intervened. And you need to know that God did that because Joseph was a righteous man and he was carrying Jesus in a sense with Mary. Guess what you have inside of you? You got the same Jesus inside of you that Mary had inside of her. You're carrying the Holy Spirit. You're carrying Christ in you. And when you're carrying Christ in you, if you make a wrong plan, God's going to redirect you. God's going to show up. God's going to intervene. God's going to interrupt. God's going to have give you a but God moment. God, God can't God can't work in Joseph's life any greater than he can work in your life. He's no respecter of persons. If he did this for Joseph, a righteous man, he'll do that for Billy Bob, a righteous man. Mary Sue, a righteous woman. If you're the righteousness of God, he's going to do for you whatever he did for Joseph. He's going to do for you whatever he did for Elijah. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, he said, and the prayer, the effectual prayer of a righteous man shall avail much. You have every right to have an angel interrupt your wrong plan to have God step in and intervene. Don't worry, you're not going to miss it, because if you miss it, God's going to correct your path. He's going to adjust your path. He's going to direct your path.
It's making me happy today. It feels like somebody popped the bubbly, you know. Do not be drunk with wine, but be ye filled Mm, with the Holy Ghost. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, Do you feel that? Mm. (laughs) Somebody like uh, the hams in the oven. (laughs) So is your miracle. So is your miracle. It's cooking. It's cooking. It's cooking, baby. (laughs) I'm expecting. Look over at Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. If you have a Bible with you, look on the screen. Luke chapter one, verse thirty one, and says. And um, he says in verse 30, an angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and you'll conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus and he will be great and he'll be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel said, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the son of God. Listen, you need to hear this, gang. He said she said, how is this going to happen? She didn't say that she didn't know if it could happen. She just said, how is it going to Hey, if you can get to that place where you're like, I don't know, I don't know. I know that it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know that it's going to happen. That's where Mary was at. She knew that it was going to happen. She just didn't know how it was going to happen. It's okay to not know how. Just know that you might not know how, just know that. Well, she didn't know how, but then I guess she does now because he he told her the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. How's this miracle going to happen? The Holy Spirit. I got to pause in this. I'm expecting concept for a moment. Not that I've even gotten to it, but I got to pause for a moment and take you to a scripture because he says she says, how is this going to happen since I'm a virgin? And he says the Holy Spirit and the power of the Most High, the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. All right, I'll show you what I mean by that. I'm coming back to Luke, but let me show you something in Galatians chapter three, Galatians chapter three. Watch this now. He said in verse two, this is the only thing that I want to find out from you. Did you receive the spirit? Did you receive the Holy Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? He says in verse three, are you so foolish having begun by the spirit? What spirit is he talking about here? The Holy Spirit. How's this going to happen since I'm a virgin? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. How's this miracle going to happen in your life? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now trying to be perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain? And if indeed it was in vain, does he then verse five? So then does he who provides you with the spirit and works miracles among you? Oh, Man, thank you, Jesus. He who provides you with the spirit and works miracles among you. That's why he's Emmanuel, God with us, God among among us. That means Emmanuel is with us and he works miracles among us. Does he provide you with the spirit and work miracles among you? Does he do it by the works of the law 
or does he do it by the hearing with faith? It's a rhetorical question because he answers it with even so Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. What did Abraham do? He believed God. Man, you got to say it. Say it with me. Say he believed God. Now you got to say it like this. He believed God. It's two. It's two. It's two of these. He believed God. Come on, try that. Come on. He believed God. And some of you are like, uh, I ain't trying nothing. Put my hand up. You're missing out. He believed God. Oh, it makes me feel good. He believed God. <laughs> so how does God provide us with the spirit and work miracles among us? We believe God. That's all we got to do. Believe God. What do you got to do? Believe God. I got like four fans here doing it. Everybody else like. I'm opening up some presents as soon as you let me out of here. All right. All right. So this is how he does it. So we got to worry. We got to not we got to stop worrying about is it going to happen? And we just got to know that it's going to be by the Holy Spirit, simply by faith. Just believe God. Therefore, be sure the next verse says in Galatians, therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And verse nine. So then those who are of faith are blessed like Abraham is blessed, the believer. Wow. Such a powerful promise from God. We're blessed like Abraham. Why? Because we're of faith. We believe. We believe God. Luke two, Luke two. I'll give you a couple more verses here and we'll get we'll get going on the, on the miracle, releasing some miracles. Luke two, ver, verse five, it says. It says um, and and in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child, the translation for with child was she was expecting. She was expecting. She was expecting. She was expecting. I want to encourage you today, gang, be expecting, be expecting, be expecting. Something happens when you are expecting, when you're expecting, when you're expecting. If you go back to chapter one, verse thirty six and behold, your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her and she was called barren. She who was called barren is now in her sixth month for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Why did the angel depart from her? As soon as she said, be it done to me, according to your word, the angel departed to go make it happen. Now you say, why did the angel leave as soon as she believed? Shouldn't the angel stay now that she believes? No, now that she believes and now that she's spoken it out of her mouth, be it done to me according to your word, the angel departs to go carry out the word. The angel goes to make it happen. 
I want to encourage you today. Angels are on assignment as soon as you say, be it done to me according to your word. Angels going to depart and go into your situation and go make it happen because that's what angels do. I don't know what religious fuddy-duddies have told you about angels, but angels go about carrying the voice of of God's word and they listen and to carry out and to perform mighty deeds. Uh, Psalm chapter 103, verse 20 says they carry out the mighty acts of God when they hear the voice of God's word. And when you speak God's word, angels hear it as God's voice, the voice of his word. They might not hear it as God's voice itself, but they hear it as the voice of his word and they go and obey it. They obey it. They perform his word. They're mighty in strength. Did you see the verse? They're mighty in strength. They perform his word. They obey the voice of his word. So when you speak it, that man, if you if you don't get anything out of this today, get this. When you speak God's word, the angels hear the voice of the word. You know what they have to do? Obey it. You know why you have authority over the devil? Listen to me. You know why you have authority over the devil? The devil is of he is an angel. Yea, a fallen angel. Yea, a fallen angel. Yes, he is a fallen angel, but he still has to obey the voice of God's word. The devil is an angel. The devil is an angel. He is a fallen angel, but he is an angel still. And he is bound. He is demanded of. He is wired to obey the voice of his word. That's why the Bible says submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee because he has to obey the word of God. You know, you know, that's why Peter obeyed Jesus and get behind me, Satan. And Peter immediately stepped back, got behind. Why? Because the voice, the voice, you say, yeah, but my voice isn't very you know, powerful. It's the word that is po- the word of God is powerful coming out of your mouth. It gives you the voice. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. Here's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting joy today. I am expecting joy and happiness today. And people correct me on social media all the time. They want to fight about, well, you know, joy and happiness are two different things. Yeah. And you don't have either of them. That's why you're writing. People. (laughs) You know what? They're the same to me. You can be all theological about it. Well, there's a difference. You say, henceforth, thus dayest, and this then one dayest, and you'll have joyous in the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. Well, I'm in the presence of the Lord. His presence is in me and he ain't leaving. He said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. I'll take it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Luke, chapter two, verse 10. Look at what he says. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, 
which shall be for all the people. Let me tell you something. You guys that are at home depressed, there is great joy for you. You people that are in the hospital distressed, there is great joy for you. You don't think anything's going your way. Let me tell you something. The good news will bring great joy to you. What we're what our problem is, we're listening to the wrong information. We're listening to the wrong information. And that's why we don't have great joy. Great joy comes from great news. Do not be afraid. He says, I bring you good news. It brings you great joy. What is the good news? The good news is that Jesus is born. The good news is that Jesus is in the earth. The good news is that Jesus came to save us. The good news is Emmanuel. God is with us. The good news is he will save his people from their sins. The good news is behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is good news. And this is what brings great joy. If you don't have great joy, it's you got to change the news channel. You got to change it to the good news network, GNN. My God, my God, somebody trademark that. Sure, somebody already has that. Good news brings great joy for who? Come on now, come on now. It's all right there. Good news brings what? Great joy to who? All the peeps. That includes you. Stop excluding yourself from God's free gift of joy. Stop excluding yourself from God's free gift. Stop disqualifying yourself. Stop talking yourself out of this free gift called joy. Great joy that comes from good news. For today in the city of David. There has been born a savior who is Christ the Lord. Yeah. I'm expecting God to keep his promises. I'm expecting joy. I'm expecting God to keep his promises. Luke 1 37 says for nothing will be impossible with God. Jeremiah 1:12 says I am watching over my word to perform it. So guess what? I'm expecting I'm expecting joy today because of Jesus I'm, and good news. I'm expecting God to keep his promises because he's watching over his word to perform it. I'm expecting I don't have the verse for this, but Jesus, I think it's 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 in Acts chapter one or Luke chapter 24. I'm not sure, but I'm expecting the same way Jesus came the first time. He's going to come again in the same way, not in the not in the same like he's not coming as a baby, but just as he came the first time, I'm expecting him to come again. I'm expecting I'm expecting him to come again. And when he comes the second time, you see, the Bible says he's coming without reference to sin because the first time he came, he dealt with sin. The second time he comes, he's coming to conquer. He's coming to rule. He's coming to reign. He's coming to set up a millennial kingdom for a thousand years. Well, after the rapture and after the years of tribulation, when we're caught up with the Lord in the air from the rapture, then at the end of that, Jesus is going to come and bring us back with him after taking us up. He's going to bring us back to the earth with him and he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years, the Bible says, in this earth. And then he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. You know why we're going to reign on the earth? Because he's fixing up a new heaven. He's creating a new heaven. Why? Because Lucifer stained it. It's like uh, in Willy Wonka, you know, um, you don't get anything. Good day, sir. (laughs) But 
but Charlie, but Charlie did everything. Charlie did everything. You drink fizzy lifting drink and you contaminated the fizzy lifting drink so, 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 silo. So good day, sir. But what? But you're a crook. You're a wicked man. Good day, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's important that you hear that today. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Just as Charlie and Grandpa Joe contaminated the fizzy lifting drink area of the factory, Satan contaminated heaven when he was Lucifer and God's not putting up with it. He's not. I mean, he's making a new one anyway. OK, minor point. Let's stick to the majors. I'm expecting my whole household to be saved. I'm expecting my whole household to be saved. I'm expecting I'm expecting I'm expecting joy. I'm expecting God to keep his promises. I'm expecting uh, the same way that he came. He's going to come again. I'm expecting my whole household to be saved. Acts chapter 16, verse 32. It says you and your whole household shall be saved. Let's believe for our family's salvation. Let's believe that every one of our family members, every one of our lost loved ones, everyone that doesn't like you at Christmas or Thanksgiving or is mad at you or thinks that you're judging them when they're judging you or uh, anyone who doesn't want to hear about Jesus or maybe they pushed you away and maybe they said, don't ever talk to me about the gospel before. We all have a relative like that. It's okay. Pray for them. Pray for them and believe God with with me and let me believe God with you, that you and your whole household, you and your family. Back in the day when this was written, the, they would have like three generations living together in the same household, like Italians, man, the grandparents and. Like three generations would live in the same house. You and your whole household didn't just mean just the three or four in the immediate family. It meant the it meant the grandparents, the parents and the kids of the whole household. However, the house can hold. How many can your house hold? Let's believe God, like get as many people in your get as many people in your house today as you can and believe your whole household is going to be saved. You know what I'm saying? We're having a little fun with it, but come on, let's believe I'm expecting. Say I'm expecting my whole household, my entire family to be saved. I'm expecting restoration. I'm expecting restoration. When Jesus comes, the woman finds her lost coin. Mm. The shepherd finds the lost sheep. The father finds the lost son. I'm expecting the restoration of every coin, every bit of money, finances, everything valuable to me, everything valuable to you to be restored because of Jesus. He will restore. I'm believing for every um, church member that's ever been meant to be a part of this church family for them to come home, for them to come home, for them to come home, come home, come home. Forgive us for whatever you're holding a grudge about and grow the heck up and come home. (laughs) Teasing. Not really. Yes. <laughs>
Oh. <laughs> Look, God wants to restore people back to the church. He wants to restore backslidden Christians. He wants to restore people that have run from home and run from our Heavenly Father and run from the church. And sometimes the church has run people off because we've been judgy or because we've been condescending or because we, you know, we're pushy or whatever. And and when we've been that, thank God for his mercy towards us. But let's let's embrace let's welcome people back with open arms and not be like, well, I've been here, you know, all this time and where you've been, you know, I better get a better reward. Well, that's what those guys thought in the Bible. And Jesus said the guys that came at the end of the day got the same reward as the guys that came at the beginning of the day. We got to stop comparing ourselves to other people and just be thankful that we're getting anything. Just be thankful that you're having. Be thankful you got a seat at the table, baby. I'm expecting restoration of um, of lost years. Joel two twenty five says, I will restore the years. God says, I will restore the years, the years. God's going to restore time. He's going to give you back time. God is about to pull off the greatest time heist and restore to you the time that you have lost. I'm expecting all things. I know this one's going to kind of sum it. This is how we can kind of get ready to close now. Romans three, Romans eight, verse thirty two says he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things like I'm expecting all things. I'm expecting all things, all things. If I need some healing, I'm expecting that. If I need some wisdom, I'm expecting that. But why? Because if he didn't spare Jesus, if he gave me Jesus, the most valuable being, the most valuable thing, the most valuable person, the most valuable God, the most valuable everything, he is the most valued thing in the universe. And God gave him to us. So he's saying, why are you so crazy to think that he would give you him, but he would withhold all the other things that you need because everybody needs some rent money and everybody needs a friend and everybody needs some healing now and then and everybody needs a break and everybody needs a helping hand. And let me tell you something, whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you don't have, he promises that with Jesus, because he gave us Jesus, it proves he'll give us all things. And how did he give us Jesus? He gave us Jesus freely. And therefore, he'll give us all things freely. You don't have to beg. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, pretty, 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 please, with sugar on top. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. You don't have to beg. He's already offered him freely. Freely. I'm expecting all things. How can this happen? He who works, he who provides you with the spirit and works miracles among you. Does he do it with the with the law or with hearing with faith? It's hearing with faith as we close today. Come on, team, let's give people a, a chance to give. We're going to plant our Christmas morning miracle seed. And um, and as we do and uh, on this envelope, come on, team, on this envelope, it says Christmas miracle prayer request. So you can use the envelope to plant your seed. You can also use the envelope to write down what you're believing for. We, we will pray over every single request. 
there's a place you can put what you're praying for, what the miracle that you're believing for. You know, try to try to be less vague than the whole world to have peace because we all want that. But be specific about what is the miracle you need or you're believing for? What can I agree with you about? What can I believe with you for? Before this, before this day is over, I want these miracles to happen in your life. So we're going to pray over every one of them so you can get an envelope. You don't need an envelope if you want to just sow the seed on your phone or um, however you want to do it online at lifechangeschurch.com. But with the if you want to you, if you want your prayer request to be made known, your miracle prayer request for Christmas, write it down here. We pray over every one of these. Um, And, you know, in the book of um, where is it in in Second Kings, I think, chapter four, when um, when the widow came to the prophet and she said to Elisha, my my husband is is dead and I have debt now that I can't pay. And Elisha said to her, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? Because what you need, what you need always starts with what you already have. What you need always starts with what you already have. Guess what? You have a tongue. You can speak words of life. You have seed. You have finances. You can plant a financial seed. You see, we have to realize what we need starts with what we have. He she said, I need you to do something for me because I'm 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 out of money and they're going to take my children away. So I need you to do something. And to answer her need, he said, what do you have? What do you have? Not what does somebody else have? What do you have? Well, I have this jar of oil. Okay, let's start with that, because what you need starts with what you already have. Well, I just have all I have is my tenth, my tithe, Pastor. That's all I have. It's just I, I, I'm committed to that. I don't have anything more that I can afford. Okay, then treat your tithe as the seed that is being sown today for your miracle that you need. But think about making a gift that is independent of your normal seed that you sow. And man, because if you need something more than a normal miracle, plant something more than a normal seed, because every seed reproduces after its own kind, the Bible says. So pumpkins, seeds produce pumpkins, carrot seeds produce carrots, Uh, uh, seeds of um, those who sow bountifully shall reap bountifully. See, every seed produces after its own kind. So what we're going to do is we're going to give everybody a moment to write their miracle prayer request. You guys that are online, you can send us what you're believing for on our Facebook uh, notes or online. You can let our hosts know if you're watching our webcast or however you're watching. Contact us. Let us know your miracle prayer request. We're going to be praying over this and believing God for everyone's miracle today. It doesn't matter if it's a we're trying to get pregnant. That happens a lot. Um, we get a lot of those people that could, couldn't have babies. They come up for prayer. They put it on the on here. And the next year they got a kid. I don't know how that works. I just know that it works. It's worked for me five times. All right. Um, <laughs> um, so 
We're going to believe God together. It could be a financial miracle you need. It could be a healing of some kind. It could be a job or a business, a breakthrough, whatever it is. We're believing God together. And if you have it ready, I'm going to ask us to stand together and um, we're going to sing Oh Holy Night. And it's such a beautiful song and such a beautiful moment that we shared last night that we wanted to be able to share this with everybody. It's very precious. We'll dim the lights a little just to feel that that feeling of that holy night. Of course, you know, for us, it's a silent night because we're trusting God and we're not even lifting a finger. But we're going to trust God to do everything that he said he would do. And it's a holy night. It's the night of the holiest birth of all and the holiest moment of all that man would that God would become man so that men that God would become a son of man so men could become sons of God. That's why he did it. Welcome to the family of God. Can we just worship Jesus for a few moments today and let's sing this. I'll pass. Yeah, you can pass the offering down. It'll pass down your aisle. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's just worship him.
Christmas morning, I declare over your life, you are expecting, you are going to give birth to a miracle in your life. Jesus is in you. His spirit is in you. Your miracle is on its way. Don't worry about the timing. The timing is on God's mind. Just make sure the trusting is on your mind. You take care of the trusting. God will take care of the timing. He's got you. Everything's going to be all right. Your whole household shall be saved. Your body shall be healed. Your breakthrough will come. Your miracle is on its way. Come on, let's thank you. service so enjoy the morning and enjoy your day merry christmas everybody you're so loved thank you for being a part of something special here today at life changers international church god bless you